learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to season three of She Leads podcast, leadership empowerment for women of color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Ashley Nicole Ellison. Ashley Nicole is a freedom lifestyle investor who helps experienced investors and entrepreneurs to create more freedom, legacy, and wealth. Before becoming a freedom lifestyle investor for eight years, Ashley Nicole was a licensed cosmetologist, salon owner, and entrepreneur. After getting into real estate investing with husband Trey Leon Bay, Ashley Nicole and Trey Leon Bay reinvested their earnings into more real estate and other investment strategies, such as currency, commodities, foreign exchange, businesses, startups, self, and etc. Ultimately, building a real estate business that controlled over 3.3 million in real estate assets, owning businesses and e-commerce, relocating to Southeast Asia from America, and gaining success and massive profit from every single investment made thus far. Ashley Nicole would like to share her life, business, and legacy message with you. Ashley Nicole has successfully coached real estate investors, other investors, business owners, and entrepreneurs. Now she focuses on creating strategic plans on how to create long-term wealth by investing into low-risk, high-profit gain strategies to maintain a freedom lifestyle for each individual based on their life's mission and purpose. Ashley Nicole is a certified life coach through the American NLP Association. Ashley Nicole promotes self-awareness, balance, accountability, and actionable steps to create synergy between personal and business life. Ashley Nicole enjoys traveling the world with her husband, Trey Leon Bay, and speaking at events and platforms for a mature and experienced audience about FLIP, Freedom Lifestyle Investment Plan. Getting clearer about building your legacy. She wants to live in a world where everyone is knowledgeable and prepared to invest into strategies that will make sure you have obtained a freedom lifestyle. As an investor, she's been spotlighted and featured on podcasts, blogs, websites, and social media posts by industry accounts. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Ashley Nicole Ellison. Okay, so Ashley, Nicole, I read your bio and I love your passion for making smart investments and teaching other individuals how to do the same. So kudos to you for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So Ashley, Nicole, I would like to thank you for taking the time to be a guest on She Leads podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. (laughs) My pleasure. Anytime. You're welcome. So now let's talk about leadership. Great. All right. Okay. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Ashley Nicole? 
I would definitely agree. Everybody has a specific part. You just got to know your part and where you fit in in the whole picture. So if you can think about the whole world as and people as a whole, whether you're women or man, but uh, preferably women as far as leadership because we birthed this whole nation. So it leads with us first. And so, you know, if everybody around you have a specific part and they are well and they do well in that actual part, it will be like a masterpiece if we all can work together and create one big goal and accomplish it together. So I definitely believe everybody is a leader in their own right. Okay. Thank you. I like that. It made me think of a puzzle, right? Like everyone is a piece to the bigger puzzle, right? Exactly. Okay. So Ashley, Nicole, can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? I believe the very first time was, believe it or not, was when I was younger. (laughs) Just to give you a back history, I'm a licensed cosmetologist. I graduated high school with a cosmetologist license. And when I was younger, about 10 or 11, I think that was the first time I think I had to stand up as a leader at my school in a collective project. And I was so upset that my sister, I have a younger sister, and I was trying to do her hair for this project. And I was just so upset that she didn't want to participate. I think it was my first time having to stand up as an older sibling or a leader in this situation and actually explain to her the reasons why I needed her, why it was important. And I realized at that moment she was willing to do it, but only if I explained thoroughly. So I think that helped me to be a better leader because now, well, now that I have a business and now that I'm doing investment meetings, actually have to take that same approach to where I may want something, but I just can't come out and ask it because not everybody can just easily provide it. And so me taking my time and being a great leader in my eyes is make sure that you are calm, collected, and also make sure you get your point across as to why you need these things. And so I think that was my first lesson as a leader when I was younger, which was amazing. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That reminds me of negotiation skills as well as getting buy-in, right? As a leader, we have to get the buy-in of the people we want to follow us if we want them to follow us willingly, you know? So that's actually taking the time to be an effective leader as opposed to an authoritative leader, like just listen to me because I said so. Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly what I am. I'm very effective. I don't really uh, do all the other stuff. I'm just really effective. I'm all about action and results. And that's just who I am as a person. And that's who I am as far as business. And that's what I'm known for. So, you know, I definitely move forward with that skill tactic. And then I think my mom also helped me. Uh, her name is Glennis, Glennis Jordan, and she's in Connecticut right now. And my mom is actually in education and she's been in education since she was 18. My mom is fairly young. She's about uh, 44. Sorry for her age out there. <laughs> but um, she's doing amazing things as far as leadership. You know, my mom has really rose up in a lot of adversity in the education field. And she really fights and really passionate about the children and the education that they're getting. And I think a lot of the skills and tactics that I use, I've definitely learned from my mother. She's a great example of a leader in my eyes. That's awesome. Yes. Well, that's good for you. Yes. Because I mean, you know, where we get our, we do, we learn it from our parents or the different leaders in our life. So you have been lucky to have or blessed to have a effective leader or a successful leader, you know, because sometimes we learn bad leadership because we have bad leaders, you know, in our lives. So, you know, exactly. on the example that we have before us. So good for you. Exactly. You got to get the good and the bad for you to learn <laughs> to be yes. effective as well. You know, you learn from the bad as well. You're right. You're right. I like that. Okay. So in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Ashley, Nicole, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? 
My code of leadership would be what we discussed earlier, which is being an effective leader and also to be compassionate. You know, in the field that I'm in, I deal with a lot of aggressiveness, a lot of surety, like, oh, I do a lot of negotiating. That's actually what I do. And so much majority of the time I'm trying to find solutions. And so for me, just being effective, meaning that every single action, every single word that you say should impact somebody. And if it doesn't impact anybody, it should definitely impact yourself. I do so much self-awareness. I can't even tell you how many hours a day I consciously work on myself to make sure that I'm a better leader. So I have a lot of codes, but the top three is definitely being effective, being self-aware, and also to have compassion for others. You know, being a leader, you're blessed with a vision, with a role, and only you can see this vision. Nobody else can see this vision in the whole entire world, right? But you guys can agree on an entire goal, and maybe that person can help you, whether it's seasonal or forever, to get to your goal. And so for me, I don't look at anybody different than who I am. Like how you said earlier, we all are leaders. And so they're a leader in their right. So I got to treat them with compassion and with love and understanding, but also at the same time, make sure there's, you know, boundaries when it comes down to business relationships or things like of that nature. But, you know, I definitely believe in being effective, compassionate, and also just to make sure that we're moving forward in the right way possible, you know, as a leader. You got to make sure your vision is right. And every day you should perfect your vision. Mm, Thank you. Yes, I love that. And I love, I love your outlook. Your outlook is totally awesome. (laughs) And it is, it's dead on, you know, we first, I feel like we have to start with being self-aware, you know, self-awareness, self-love, you know, what can we give to anyone else, right? Exactly. I mean, you got to be full yourself. A lot of people talk about, you know, how they talk about the cut running over. And I heard something Ayana Vanzat said, and she's one of my mentors I look up to very, like for everyday work. And she said something that was very interesting. She talked about the cup being full. And um, it's a spiritual quote and talks about how, you know, your cup will be running over. And she said that what's in the cup is for you, but you got to get full first. And what's pulling over is for everyone else. And I take that and apply it. I have to be self-aware to the point where I have everything within me that's needed to have a successful day or reach a successful goal or have a successful business. But if I don't have that, I can't expect anybody else to be clear. If I'm not clear, nobody else will be clear to work on my vision. If I'm not clear, I'm not even working towards my vision or my purpose. And in that case, it's like, well, if I'm not working on my purpose and my vision, what exactly am I doing? Am I wasting time? Am I not learning? You know, so it's definitely self-awareness is definitely key. Okay. Thanks for that. Yes, I love it. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. But Mm -hmm. Ashley Nicole, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? Failure to me, um, I don't consider them failures any, you know, as well. But failure is just when I did not accomplish a goal or if I didn't you know, reach an expectation that I or someone else held to me. And majority of the time, the first thing that happens when I have failed, quote unquote, is I always look at the actions that I did and actions that I did not do. I don't look at anybody else in the situation, how they contribute to my failure. I don't blame it on anybody else because at the end of the day, I chose to take an action that did not get me to a goal. And me understanding what I did do of course, kind of gets you out of the slum of feeling bad about the failure. Mm -hmm. But also understanding what you didn't do helps you to move forward differently. 
I tell people all the time, you can't get a different result doing the same old thing. Mm -hmm. So you got to look back at what you did so that way you don't move forward in the same way and get the same result. And so I always look at what I did. And then at that point, I consult a mentor, a coach. Guys, I can't tell you enough how having a mentor or a coach is just so valuable to yourself, to your business, to your entrepreneurship walk. It doesn't matter. You need to have a mentor and coach because I definitely reach out to them when I have a failure or a mishap. And then talking with a mentor or coach who's already been there, already done that, it's just great to see a end of the tunnel or a green grass on the other side or a light shining. You know, sometimes when you have a failure that's huge or that's big, sometimes you can get not in a dark space, but just a little down. You just need somebody to be able to pick you up. And for me, that was my mentor. And I was able to call them and get some, you know, feedback on what they felt like I could have did from their expertise. And then I incorporated that into the next time this situation occurred. And then I moved past it. But the thing about it is you have to move past it emotionally, physically, and mentally. Because with women, you know, we just emotional sometimes and we can't turn it off because we're just so connected to everything, you know. And in that aspect of failure, we do attach certain things to it, expectations. And unfortunately, we can't put any expectations on ourselves. So in me failing, I always try to figure out the lesson that I learned, which is never to have expectations on myself at all. You can't have expectations on yourself or others. You can't expect anybody to do what you want. And, you know, you don't have no power over that. But you can have certain goals. And expecting just gives you a realistic goal. Because with expecting, it means you got to do it or else. <laughs> and it's not a type of situation because you never know the blessing and you're not doing something too. You know, so you just got to look at all sides. Why did you make this decision? And if you didn't make a decision which caused a failure because you didn't move on it, which is procrastination or just trying to figure out what am I supposed to do, sometimes that becomes a failure because we get stuck. And so if a situation like that, we've got to realize why didn't we make an action and what was holding us back internally within ourselves that we're recreating because everything that we do is learned on learned behavior. So yes. failure is definitely just learning more about you your tactics, who you are, what kind of leader you are, what kind of business owner you are, what kind of entrepreneur you are, because it does change daily. You know, I went from a brick and water entrepreneur, having a physical business and deciding one day, you know what, forget all this. I'm not meant to be the type of business owner. I'm meant to just invest and invest in different ways that I like and that I love and have a freedom lifestyle. I don't want to be in a building, you know, nine to five or being head over employees. Like, I don't want that. I see myself hiring somebody. And at that point, I could have decided and looked at it as a failure, but it wasn't a failure because I didn't <laughs> fail in my business. It was just a decision that I made to be a better me so that I can have better results. So failures to me are needed. It's meant for you to grow. There are lessons that you need to learn. And it's always to be self-aware. Like I say, everything always reflects self because your business came out of your head. And so everything in your head is now translating to reality. So if something is off or if you're failing, let's reevaluate our vision, our goal, and the actions that we're taking. And also the resources that we are using as well to make sure we're getting on the goal. So failures are needed wholeheartedly believe in that. Without failures, I probably wouldn't be where I am because I've learned a lot of mistakes in me failing. 
Okay, thank you for that. I love that. And I totally agree with you in reference to, well, in reference to everything, but a few things that stuck out was the the self-reflection part, because it is so easy to blame another person for a mishap or failure, you know, but that allows us to stay in that place and not see our role and then not figure out how we can take control of ourselves and our situations, right? So when we, you know, look at ourselves, then like you said, we can decide, okay, I'm not going to do that next time. Next time I'll do this, you know, because, you know, the outcome wasn't what we desired for it to be. I love your get rid of expectations. You were talking to me. I have to work on that. So (laughs) (laughs) don't we all, you know, it's a a thing. We have to all work on it. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for that. And kudos to you for this freedom lifestyle. Oh my goodness. That is like really awesome. And having the courage, right. To realize like, okay, this is cool, but this isn't it, you know, And, and to let something go that other people may look at you and say, what's wrong with you? You know, to actually yeah. really go after your core essence or what you really want in your heart, you know, as opposed to what may be, you know, the world may say success is or another person may think, oh, you've made it. But if you don't feel in your heart that this is where you should be, then it doesn't matter where you are. You know, you have to have the courage to step outside of that and, and, and figure out what the next step is. Yeah, exactly. Like those things are just vehicles, you know, to get you to your best self or how you envision yourself, you know, at your ultimate prime, you know, I call it your higher self, you know, how you view yourself, you know, at the end, I I don't want to say at the end, like at the end of a life, but how you see yourself 10, 20 years from now, you know, and sometimes that looks different than your reality right now. And just because you're successful in what you're doing right now, doesn't mean it's always going to be like how it is right now. You may advance in that, you may even figure out another subpartment, a specialty in that and go bigger. And so, you know, it's all about knowing which things or which avenues, which businesses are just vehicles and which ones are legacy vehicles. Cause that's a little bit different. You know, we have temporary money, money that just lasts for every now and again, a legacy money that's residual that can come in every year until the day that we pass on. Every month, every day, those that's legacy skills to where you don't have to ever worry about any type of financial situation because it's already provided for you. So I you, love it. You know, it's realizing which vehicles, you know, are needed for you. And it's only you that can tell you, you know, <laughs> what you need to do because you have all the answers within yourself with you. And, you know, if you follow a God or anything like that, you can definitely tap into the God within you and also get those answers and also the human side as well, because we all have it. And sometimes it tries to talk us out of what we're doing, but we have to realize how to manage those weaknesses instead of running away from them. So for me, weaknesses is something we need to manage instead of just ignoring them. Like, oh, they don't exist. Like I talked about earlier, pointing the finger at other people. Enjoy your time. That's just more comfortable than pointing a finger at yourself. You know, that feels mm-hmm. a little bit better. Not saying that it's right. It's definitely wrong. But in those situations where people are actually pointing a finger at somebody else, deep down, they really want to point the finger at themselves. But they don't really want to do that because they don't want to bring on any feelings or emotions, but they're okay with giving that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So the majority of the time, hurt people do hurt people. I mean, mm-hmm. women specifically have to be careful with that in leadership because sometimes, you know, we don't get the best reactions, the best resources but things are changing and we have to be able to withstand that little bit of heat to eventually have a lifestyle that we can create. And that's all that I'm about is just creating a freedom lifestyle, whatever I got to do to get there. 
I'm going to do. And sometimes you got to have that type of mind frame when it comes down to your own business or your own personal goal. You know, for me, freedom lifestyle was just a personal goal for me. You know, I never had a freedom lifestyle. My family ever had a freedom lifestyle and freedom differently, you know, for everybody. But for me, I just really literally want to feel the feeling of being free. I didn't want to be in walls for hours and I didn't want to be stuck, stuck to one place. And so I changed my reality. So, you know, it's very important that we all just keep focused on our goals, especially with women, because we have visions and plans that have to come into fruition. They yeah. have to, because if we birth this whole nation, that means we have a vision, a goal for how the whole world should work. If you think about it, if we all have leadership and all have skills, that means we all have a certain vision. So collectively, we can actually make this world move forward. That's why I'm so big on women coming together, because it needs to be more of us. You know, I'm the only female that I've been in in meetings that look like me. And it's, it's not hard. You know, number one, it's not hard with being amongst a men-dominated industry, you know. But when I'm around other women, I want them to be more unified, of course. I never had a situation where we weren't. But, of course, I want to just make sure that we move forward in a unit because we all have great visions and goals. And we can work collectively without getting all the other stuff involved, like emotions and ourselves. So. I'm mm. all for it. I just love it so much. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay. So I think you touched on my next question, but I'll ask it again in case you have something else to okay. add. So Ashley, Nicole, can you share one time you failed as a leader and tell us what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader? Okay. I guess uh, one time, it's, the first thing that popped in my mind was when I first became a business owner I um, actually owned a hair salon in Jonesboro, Georgia. And one of the things that I failed to do as a leader was I didn't take the time to properly interview the people that were going to work for me. And that was a failure for me and my business because when you are first starting off a business, you're creating a blueprint or an outline for your business eventually. You know, you don't know how big your business is going to go to where you may need to hire someone out. And so you want to make sure that you have an outline of what potentially works for your business to make sure that everybody's on one accord and can get the result that you're looking for. And me doing that application process, me actually creating the application, me going through what exactly I needed to know, then the interviewing process. I feel like in the interviewing process, I was wanting to know more about the person and the character without really pinpointing the characteristics that were needed for my business. Because just because characteristics work for me as far as personality, energy, and the person, what about, you know, the energy and their qualifications to do the actual job? And I think that as a leader, that was one of my mistakes that I made that I thought about was just not really paying attention to the hiring process of who works for me physically and, um, you know, realizing that that wasn't meant for me. You know, it just wasn't meant for me because I felt like it's not that I didn't fail. I felt like it was just not realistic, the type of person that I was asking for to work for me. It just wasn't realistic, the person. I wanted a perfect person. And so me having an idea of how this person should look, like we said earlier, having all these expectations of this person caused me to miss out on some really great people that could have really helped my business go so far. And also it, it kind of harmed me. Because then I had some liabilities from hiring the wrong people and I had to correct and move forward because of my choice of hiring them, knowing that they show certain signs and flags of not really being able to take my vision to the next step. 
you know, it was one of the times that I kind of fell, but I picked myself back up <laughs> quickly. You know, like I said, I always looked at what I did wrong. I'm a very fast learner, and that's exactly what I did. Looked at what I did wrong. I was able to hire a manager, have her go through all these things, because I don't want to be in, in between or have any type of personal and business relationship. I'm strictly a business person. That's just what I do. And so I want to make sure that that's a very clear line. So I was able to rectify that by getting a manager, making sure that, you know, I wasn't even involved in a business at all. You know, I even removed myself from the whole entire business, just kept it running for a while on um, automation, you know, technically, just to make sure that I got the freedom that I wanted. And also I didn't feel bad about the new process because I was able to rectify it. So that was a time, but you know, we learned from it. And now mm -hmm. I do the application process a lot differently. And, you know, it all works out. You know, I learned a lot. Like how we talk about learning from failures. That was a time that I learned. But it wasn't really a failure. It was just me being naive, never owning a brick and water business before. Not really knowing, you know, how to do it. I'm, you know, just turning 20 and 21. I don't really know what I'm doing, you know. Just trying to wing it at this point. And so I'm just glad for growth <laughs> yes, <laughs> when it comes yes. down to it. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, good for you. Thanks for sharing. Okay, so Ashley Nicole, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem, and why? I think it takes equal effort. I think it's just the same equal effort. I just think we have to just say how we feel more. And I think it's because with men, there's really no difference besides the fact of them really going hard to get their positions. I didn't really know about it until I became in this industry and I actually saw different interviews being done with men and how persistent they are with getting that particular you know, job or advancement or you know, some type of name or accolade. And so they, we are presented the same opportunities, but sometimes with us, it seems as though from my own experience and for me as well, sometimes we don't want to really speak our minds because of the fact that our ideas are so different. Maybe it is a little bit far-fetched. Maybe it's hard for us to even explain our vision and goal. And so I think that's the only thing that's hindering women and men. See, men don't have to worry about that because they don't really, they help to birth something, but they don't actually physically birth something. We birth something. And so when we birth things, our mind can go a little bit further. And so our visions and our goals that we have, we can achieve them and we can relay them, but we have to get you know, perfected in that, in our communication skills and us learning it. See, men don't have no problem saying, I need help. In some situations, when it comes out to business, you know, in personal life, they don't want to say that. But in business, <laughs> they're okay with that. You know, they're okay with saying, I need a little help. They're okay with saying, my idea is this. I don't care what you say. This is just what it is. I'm going to prove you wrong. They have that type of macho attitude as far as sometimes their ego gets in the way. But it's an advantage to them. And sometimes we have to have the same type of short, same type of like, power to where every time we walk in a room, people should be expecting what we say. People should be relying on what we say because of our track record, but you got to produce one. And so I don't want to say that we don't have, sometimes we don't have a lot of the different resources that men have, but I think it's only because we don't really look further enough. There are solutions to everything. You know, you may not know it right now, but there's a lot of solutions out there. And you just got to talk to people. You got to research, read books, do a lot of research. I spend at least 10 hours 
throw out my 24 hours, yes, 10 hours, to actually research. I do research all the time about the world, economics, things like that. It's going to help me propel and help me be knowledgeable in the male-dominated industry. You know, you have to make sure that you are aware, too. You can't just be a woman in a male-dominated industry and not be aware of the conversation, not be aware of what they're talking about, what they're uh, making their predictions, or even just their knowledge, what, they, what it's based on unless you have those conversations and then you make yourself knowledgeable of that. And nobody can do that but yourself. And so sometimes with women, we don't take the time to just have me time to where we can balance ourselves out as well. And we need that. And, you know, men pretty much don't really need that unless they, you know, have an attitude for day. <laughs> but we really need that time out because we do have a lot of emotions. And sometimes, no matter what, we can be business and professional, but there's always that little inside of an attitude that we have that we just have to get rid of to make sure that it's a productive day and that you're not putting those energies out. So it's not easier, but I think that we present it with the same opportunity as a male. We just have to go after it. Okay. Thanks for that. That was, and I, I really like your outlook, especially coming from a woman in a male dominated arena, you know, because usually yeah. when women are in male dominated arenas, then they do feel like it's harder. So I really like how, you know, you presented that and saying it's the same effort. We as women just have to look further to find those opportunities and be willing to speak up and speak our mind and put ourselves out there, you know, so it sounds like maybe some confidence and also learning to, it goes back to like, sort of like making sure the cup is not empty. Right. So making sure that so that you can show up. Yeah, exactly. Self-confidence is definitely key. You know, if you're not confident in yourself, nobody around you is going to peak confidence. Like no one at all. If I had an example, when I, uh, in my real estate um, investment company, I had a, I hired someone and it was a guy. He was not confident at all within himself as a person, his own personal walk and his own personal journey. Just as a person, he just wasn't confident. And in him being not confident in his personal, it caused business to now crumble because everyone he's talked to feels as though he's not confident. So when you're not confident, people are like, oh, they don't really believe what you say. They can't really rely on you. All these negative thoughts and energies that you're putting out there from not being confident. And those are just extra barriers and extra layers of wall that you're going to have to go through because you created it. And even though we want to create things that forget we got to create and we got to fix it in order to move forward. And so that was a situation where I had self-confidence and I hired a female, a woman, and I hired her who did not have confidence. And the same thing happened where the business crumbled. So it goes to tell you that gender had no role, but confidence had a role. Mm. You're not having confidence in yourself relating your business. And now people can't take your business seriously. So now they'd rather go with someone else who may not have a best interest in heart who may not be the same, you know, business or have the same module as you. However, they want them because they're confident. They know what they're doing. They're assertive. They can promise them be a, they can be a whole scam and they will be so sold because <laughs> yeah. of the fact that they were so confident, exactly. you know, and we have to learn that confidence. And sometimes we're scared, you know, we're scared of our own vision, which is crazy. You know, sometimes yeah. we get the vision and we're scared of the results and the success of what can potentially be there. You know, you ask for this vision and goal. And sometimes we don't even ask. Sometimes we're just given. And with those people who are actually given the dream and given the vision and goal, you have no choice. This is your mandate. This is the vision for your life. And it goes beyond business. It goes beyond all that. It becomes a lifestyle at that point. It's not a, there's no deficiency, you know, yeah. so. 
No, I agree with you. And I like, I like what you said though. I really like that. So it's not really about gender. It's about characteristics. You know, if you carry yourself in a certain way, if you hold yourself to a certain light, then that light will shine regardless of whether you're male or female. And I would hope even regardless of skin color or any other thing, you know, it's more about the yeah. characteristics of a person. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, so productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should oh, yeah. be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Ashley Nicole, mm-hmm. do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Yes, I can share with you a few that I actually do. So <laughs> I, before I you know, became an entrepreneur, I did have a nine-to-five job as a property manager at a property management company. And I worked there nine to five, Monday through Friday. And when I became an entrepreneur, I got so comfortable with the lifestyle, you know, not having to wake up early. I can eat snacks whenever. I can work on my bed if you want. You know, it's all these different types of luxuries. But I decided, you know what? I'm going to work for myself. Nine to five, Monday through Friday on the weekends, I'm going to have it off. So my productivity is create a solid schedule for yourself and for your business. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, don't put me no schedule. I'm an entrepreneur. But the thing about it is you're trying to maximize your hours. See, the reason why we decided to be entrepreneurs is we felt like we, we was working on somebody else's dream more than we were working on our own. And so now it's time to work on our dream, at least the same equivalent to the nine to five that we had prior or more. So every day, make your list, make a short term goal list every day and it should be completed by the end of the day. Like I said, I'm all about action. So for me, I work pretty fast. So every day, Monday through Friday, I make a list of about five to seven things that I can do every day towards my business. And I do those things. After that, I make a goal for what I should accomplish at the end of the week. Um, I do a lot of trading and things like that on Forex. So I make a list on the end of the week, what I want to accomplish on Forex. So what I want to learn on there, because it's constantly learning. And then also every month, you know, my goals for the month. But in the month, what should I have financially? What should I have as far as any type of branding, uh, attention, whatever you need for your business? You know, what goal I'm going to have that have for that? Then after that month is concerned, you want to make sure you have for the year of your business. So the year you want to say at the end of that year, okay, I accomplished all the goals that I needed. That and also a vision board. I create a vision board once a year. A lot of people do it once a month, but I do it a year because I started actually achieving my goals faster when I did it once a month. So I started, it was kind of scary for me. So I started doing once a year. <laughs> and when I do once a year on a vision board, <laughs> no, it was actually, it's, it's scary once you accomplish your dreams quicker than what you think. Because it, it makes you think that, oh, it takes me a year to accomplish this goal. But in reality, it's only yourself that's giving you limitations. You know, it's not, it's no definite time. If you think about it, time don't really exist. It's a continuation. And so you're just creating all these things in your head. But, um, you know, I do do a year vision board just to have something visual that I can look at and I put it on the wall to where I can look at it every single day. And that becomes my new reality instead of what I'm currently living at that time. So that way I can start walking like that. I can start talking like that. I can start visualizing myself in these things. And it could be 
you know, material things if you like, or it can be, you know, investing goals, business goals, things like that. People you might want to meet for your business. It's going to be beneficial. Maybe you want to get, you know, special slot on somebody's show that should just be on your vision board. And then every day you should go at it. There should not be the day where you have not been productive on your own business. And so productivity is all about making realistic goals, you know, making sure that you're one with your mission and with what you're doing and then putting in the work every day to make sure that that vision and that purpose is being fulfilled. And, you know, some days may be better than others, but the key is, is to be productive, meaning to actively be working on your business for a good amount of time. And so, you know, just create a schedule that works for you, set those goals, and then actually move forward in getting those goals. You know, I just wrote a post today that talks about, you know, write those goals out in detail. Goals, what it's going to take. And then what is it that you don't have to get to that goal right now? Like mm-hmm. what's stopping you from getting that goal? Then what resources do you need to accomplish that goal? What are you going to need to get there? And then how do you plan on getting those resources? And mm-hmm. then when are you going to start? So it's really up to you on how far you can go in your productivity. But, you know, in being productive, you got to be productive in all areas, not just one side. You can't just go through the motions of doing your business because it's not going to benefit you at the end of the day. Those going through the emotions, it's just temporary things. But if you actually put passion behind it, put eagerness, put persistence, put confidence, all that, you're going to have something that's going to create more of a legacy to where now more people are following you, more people are more intrigued with your business, with your entrepreneur lifestyle. And they just really appreciate you. And so you want to make sure that you create your best self to create a best business and be productive. Okay. Thanks for that. Yes. And I, I do agree with you as far as vision boards. I love vision boards. You, I like what you said that I never knew people do them as, as often as one month, but you made yeah. me laugh because I read a post you put up recently that said, I think you were talking about a plan that you thought was going to take you 10 years and it took you like a, a week or something, you know, so, yeah. you know, that was amazing. Yeah. But like you said, we put limitations on ourselves, you know, exactly. so we have to be careful yeah. with that. So basically, you know, being more mm-hmm. structured, right. And, and being goal oriented will, will lead mm-hmm. us into productivity. So yeah. thank you. Sure. No problem. Ashley Nicole, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? Hmm, that's a good question. A blessing. You said towards my business or my leadership? Leadership, oh, business. I mean, you know, whichever. To me, it's all, to me, leadership, it's all one and the same, you know, just your journey mm-hmm. in general. I'll probably have to say um, self-awareness again, because I remember not being self-aware and who I was when I wasn't self-aware. Like when you're not aware of your actions and why you do things, why you react like that, why you say certain things back to certain people that act like this. And you got to really go all the way back to childhood traumas, experiences, things that you told yourself that probably wasn't true growing up that is now playing out in your adulthood and not even just your adulthood, but also in your business too, because who you are reflects on your business as well. And so the blessing for me was finding self-awareness and how I found that was ironically, I decided to take a 30 day fast, like just randomly. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of being me. Like, I just got to a point where it was just like, you know what? I'm tired of worrying all the time about, you know, 
where money is coming from. Cause you know, as an entrepreneur, a lot of things, you know, we don't really get funded as much. A lot of things come out of our own pocket or loans and we still got to pay money out for that. And, you know, it's a lot of stress that comes with that. And so, you know, I was worrying, you know, about money, about finances, even about my vision. You know, is my vision even right? Am I even seeing clear, you know? Then I started feeling like, you know what? I don't like how I'm becoming, how I'm second guessing myself so much. Why am I second guessing? And that question helped me to my self-awareness journey of being like, why am I like this? And I had to go back to how I was raised, you know, go back to how I viewed things when I was younger, past experiences um, with people, with businesses or employment places or any of those things. They all created experiences to where I was holding the next person liable for that. You know, like we're a person of color and we had a bad experience with a business owner that maybe didn't like us because of our race. Then we have another business owner right after that, after we leave that place, who maybe looks the same, acts the same, but who doesn't have a problem with race, but we treat them the same. And now we're uncomfortable and we don't even want to work there anymore. And he has nothing to do with the situation. He's just another person that you work for. But mm. because you experience something and you're holding him liable for it, it's like, okay. So we have to deal with that experience because you are now repeating that over and over again. So not only did that prior person tell you, hey, I didn't like you for your race. The second time around, that person didn't say it, but you said it. You said, mm. oh, he don't like me because of my race. And so when you actually tell yourself that, that means self-awareness is needed because now you're becoming what, what everybody else is telling you you are instead of you being solid in your foundation and your vision and your goal and your purpose as a leader. And you have to just stay focused and grounded, you know, in that. So a blessing for me was being self-aware, taking the time to clean out my body on the inside. I can't even tell you what I have learned about food being over here, about how important that is to take care of what you eat. Um, you know, I'm not no pro-vegan and none of that stuff, but, you know, I am about making sure you watch what you eat and certain intakes and things like that, because certain foods do bring on certain emotional problems or instability that we got to get rid of and that contributes to certain thoughts and depression as well so we got to make sure we take care of what we eat so to me I went to a whole life journey with just cleaning up my body and me cleaning up my body you oh my gosh my mind was so clear and with my mind being so clear I was able to really go deep into thought and into med meditation and to figure out my next goal my next step and the blessing of just having, you know, your relationship with whatever spiritual guide or God that you have. But, you know, for me, meditating is a must. You know, I just have to be one with myself, with the God that's within me and have a relationship to where it can produce something. And so for me, I had to be self-aware in order for me to even be aware that God is within me and then also be able to realize that that was a blessing in disguise because sometimes we always look for God outside of ourselves and that's when we start getting a little crazy versus going within ourselves and saying, hey, you know, tapping into that source where we all have a direct line and being able to find the lessons learned in that. And also, you know, reading a lot of books, you know, I've read so many self-help books. I went to so many seminars, oh, man, I went to so many, I went to so many meetups, you know, I surrounded myself by other women, you know, I'm young and I have a lot of older women that mentor me and coach me through. I love to listen and hear stories. And so, you know, I'm always around older people that have already experienced life, already experienced what I went through as far as entrepreneurship. I deal with a lot of people that have already had businesses, successful investors. That helps me to be more self-aware as well. You know, they always tell me, 
you know, the real, when it gets down rough, they're very humble people. And I just really admire that. And I want to keep that. And so in order for me to have that, I have to surround myself with those people and figure out how they're able to do it for so long and for, you know, legacy period of time to now their grandchildren are now millionaires because of the actions that they took. So, you know, being self-aware can be your blessing if you just take that out because business is a reflection of that. And so if you focus on self being self-aware, your business is going to flourish, your pocket's going to flourish, your legacy is going to flourish. But in order to do that, we got to get rid of some of the, the toxic things that's within ourselves that's blocking us from creating that vision that we have or that we were blessed to have. So being self-aware was definitely that blessing and surrounding myself by other women helped me to be even more self-aware about what I do and help keep me accountable to certain actions that I said I wanted to take for myself. And it was just great to have that type of you know, awareness, you know, a lot, not a lot of people have awareness. So, but if you're an entrepreneur, that means you have some type of awareness. <laughs> so you are meant to focus on yourself and perfect yourself enough to where your business just comes your lifestyle and not just your business. Okay. Thank you for that. I love that. And I, I totally agree with you that becoming self-aware is a blessing. I'm actually in the journey personally of just being, you know, recognizing some toxic behaviors that I have, you know, and trying Mm -hmm. to fix that. So I know exactly. And it don't stop. Yeah. And it does. It does. It stems from childhood and different, you know, traumas and things like that. But we have to, like people say, peel back those layers to get to, to get to our core self and, you know, figure out who we are. And like you said, have our circle of influence monitor that seriously, you know, to, to be our better selves. Okay. All right. So Ashley, Nicole, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? Sure. My best advice would be action is key. And I know it sounds simple, simplistic, and it's probably cliche, but that is definitely one of the most powerful lessons that I ever received. You know, if I'm not moving, if I'm not creating some type of action is leading me to the next goal. How can I expect anyone else to when it comes down to it? And not just that, but if I'm not doing any actions towards my business, I'm not going to reach any goals. And so at that point, you're not really taking your business seriously. So just that one little sentence of action is key. You can get so many different interpretations from that. A lesson that I learned from someone else would have to be, I did Robert Kiyosaki. I did a real estate program with him and he really talked to me about finances. And I really appreciated that because if I can be honest, that was the first time I even had a discussion about finances. You know, I didn't grow up in a home where we discussed how to properly do our finances, how to save, how to invest. You know, these conversations are not something that I grew up with. And I didn't really know how to manage money. You know, when I was a hairstylist, I made a lot of money really quick. You know, I would leave days making 5000 a day. And what do I have to show for now? Absolutely nothing. Because I took all that money and I didn't invest it in ways that no now. <laughs> but I didn't um, invest my money and I kind of blew it. And so my advice to you is just to be all the money that you receive, it's okay to spend 5 to 10% on yourself as an entrepreneur. But the other 9% needs to go towards your business. And it's not because it has to. But it's just because you want to make sure you get to that legacy goal that you created for your business. 
And so in order to do that, sometimes we have to sacrifice certain things temporarily. And so set out a goal for yourself. If you say, okay, I'll do 10% for myself for a year in hopes that I can, you know, improve my financial bracket and then I can move up that percentage. But you move up the percentage based on how much money that you're bringing in. But when I mean, think about it, if you're just bringing in consistent money, you should only be spending that 10%. If you're making more money, your 10% gets bigger. You don't got to go big in your percentage, but more so just give yourself that leeway and also to make sure that you're reinvesting into your business because it is necessary. Your business won't move until you invest into it. You can't even ask anybody to invest into your business if you haven't. And as an investor myself, when I look at businesses to invest in, I really look for people that already put in a lot of grind and a lot of work. They just need a little bit of capital just to get over that hump. And I can provide that if I can see that. But you'll be surprised how many times people have been asked to be invested in and they haven't invested any time, any money. And you have to make sure that you invest that. So be smart with your finances because being an entrepreneur, that's pretty much how you're getting by is with making sure you can manage your finances correctly, but also to make sure you take that time to invest some of the money to yourself because of being an entrepreneur, we always forget about ourselves sometimes last. And we're always the last, like, okay, there's a little bit left over, then I'll go ahead and do it. And that's not really the way. You know, you got to take care of your people. If you think about you being a business by yourself, you got to take care of people that work for you. And you're somebody that works for you. And you have to take care of yourself. And like we said earlier, if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't really be our best self for our business. And in order for our business to be the best and get the goals, we got to be our best selves. So learn our finances, plan a goal every year for where you're trying to go financially. And if you are unable to get there on your own, there are a lot of avenues where you can reach out and get different loans and credits and all these different things that can help you get to your goal. But you got to be smart about that as well. You know, be smart about where that money is going, how you plan on paying it back, what's creating that residual income, you know, things like that. So be very smart with your finances and be aware about the choices that you're making and don't forget about yourself because you're important and you need to take a time for yourself to be your best. Okay. Thank you. I love that. All yes, right. Sir. So you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? Ooh, I feel pretty good. <laughs> I feel good. Good, good, good. good. So I want to thank you again for being our guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and or ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? Um, yeah, sure. Um, you guys can keep up with me on freedomlifestyleinvestors.com, which is a membership website that me and my fellow investors, my network of investors, we're on this site. And if you're an investor yourself or if you're a business owner, we give out a lot of free information, tools, we even write blogs about experiences we've had, tools that we've used that have been beneficial to our businesses. And we hand out all the information for free. It doesn't cost anything. We do have certain online courses and things like that that can benefit you down the line um, if you do decide to do investing. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram, please do. You can follow me at Ashley Nicole, which is A-S-H-L-E-E-N-Y-C-O-L-E. It's all one word, all lowercase, and you'll find me. I've been posting a lot more there. It's, it's crazy. I didn't, I didn't think people wanted me that much on Instagram, but I'm there. So you can definitely DM me anytime. Always open up for a discussion. And you guys can always follow me on my site as well, which is ashleynicole.com. And that's just where I just write a little bit more about what I do. It talks more about the coaching that I provide um, for certain individuals 
and things like that. But you can always find me on freelanceinvestors.com. That's where I am 24-7 every day. And I just can't wait for you guys to join that website because it has so much more information. And even if you're a business owner looking for financing, we even have angel investors there that are willing to invest in your business if you just present yourself, you know, just present yourself according to, you know, in decency and in order, you know, make sure that you have everything lined up for your business. And I'm pretty sure you can find whatever you need on this site. So I'm excited to get you guys involved with what we're doing. Okay. Well, thank you, Ashley Nicole. We appreciate your insight today. Thank you. You're welcome. I really enjoyed this interview with Ashley Nicole. I love Ashley Nicole's solution-oriented mindset. Problems are opportunities to make breakthroughs. Thus, facing problems and finding solutions leads to learning, growing, and ultimately reaching the next level. A quote by Tony Robbins reads, identify your problems, but give power and energy to solutions. I admire Ashley Nicole's commitment to self-development, which first starts with self-awareness. Ashley Nicole mentioned one of my favorite sayings, which is, you can't pour from an empty cup. As leaders, it is important to do self-assessments to ensure we are where we need to be and take the necessary actions to get ourselves in the right mental and physical spaces. I can relate to Ashley Nicole's decision to be a better person in her quest for better results, as I have done the same. I had to take a long look at myself to learn about my tactics and the type of leader I was in relation to the type of leader I aspired to be. Coming from a place of hurt, I was guilty of hurting many individuals indirectly because hurt people hurt people. As Ashley suggested, I have learned and am continuing to learn how to manage my weaknesses as opposed to ignoring them. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Ashley Nicole mentioned the importance of understanding your journey and recognizing what is a temporary vehicle versus a legacy vehicle. According to Ashley Nicole, some means of income are temporary, while others are legatory, yet both are necessary. My takeaway for this week is to assess my income streams and categorize them accordingly. Additionally, I will treat each respectfully, understanding that both are necessary in my journey to greatness. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. Are you struggling with your leadership effectiveness, personally or professionally? Could you use some help in attaining the goals you've set for yourself, your team, or your company? Do you know what it takes to hit the mark? but need some accountability to get there? My leadership challenge for you is to get out of your own way and reach out to Nicole Walker Network today. Nicole Walker Network is here to help you be the successful person you know you are. Email Nicole Walker Network at info at NicoleWalker.net to set up your personal consultation and continue on your path to greatness. You are already a great person. With Nicole Walker Network, you can become even better. Follow us on Facebook at She Leads Podcast and Nicole Walker Network. 
And also follow us on Instagram at Nicole underscore Walker underscore Network. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this episode of She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment with Ashley Nicole Ellison. Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.